broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Roughness. You got to score points to win. You can't win without scoring points. Touchdown Raiders! He went right through the line and gives Vegas a touchdown to extend the lead. Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. Here's your boy Q. And here we go, Raider Nation. We are locked and loaded for another three hours here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Demon Cotton, behind the wheels of steel, your boy Q. Again, up till 5 o'clock in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Excited for the opportunity that we have to be with you for the next three hours. Coming off the heels of the JT The Brick Show. Of course, that was originated from the Strat today. As everyone's preparing for March Madness. And I'll tell you right now, I know we're here to talk Raider football. And we're definitely going to do that. But man, I'm excited about March Madness. The closer and closer that we get, we're starting to see play-in games. We, uh, you know, The tournament's going to be right around the corner, which is starting tomorrow. It's, it's Man, it's an exciting time of year. So I'm very excited. Also, an hour ago, the new league year of officially opened up so now it is a 2023 NFL season which is crazy right DeMond we were just in Phoenix not too long ago as the 2022 season got wrapped up now here we are not too long removed from that and well it's the 2023 season 365 days a year oh yeah it feels like there was never an offseason right man the NFL it just doesn't stop and you mentioned the Super Bowl and everybody was talking about hey it's going to be here and it's one of those things where it's it's here faster than you know it and now the deals are made official. I love, I love to see all the tweets, people throwing shade at other deals that players are getting. It's fun. Right. It, it really is. And so I believe that JT is going to actually check in with us a couple times throughout the course of the show to talk about what he's got going on at the Strat. So, again, his show was originated from the Strat, but I believe he's going to be checking in uh, a few times just to kind of let us know what's going on as, uh, like I said, play-in games are getting underway. And, of course, March Madness officially gets underway tomorrow. And we're still looking for a place. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there now. We're still looking for a place to originate this show from tomorrow as March Madness gets underway. I'm kind of looking at the Sahara Las Vegas. Cuckoo! <laughs> kind of looking at you. If you want us to be there, we'll be there. But no, really uh, excited about uh, this this uh, time of year and, and the fact that so many people are going to be out and about. And I'll tell you, Damon, it's, it's so funny. Where I was at before at ESPN Central Texas, Thursday was like a holiday. Right. There was no local shows. It was uh, we had the morning show and then that was it. And then everything else was March Madness, March Madness, March Madness. And so we put that on and let it go. And so we'd be at some kind of sports bar here, some sports bar there. And just to see the overwhelming amount of people that were out celebrating the first day of March Madness, it's always a lot of fun. So we'll be out and about somewhere tomorrow. So, but you don't want to continue that tradition and just take the day off tomorrow? No, we don't take days off. Man. Okay, I mean, because we could just keep, we could just bring that Texas tradition over to Vegas. Oh, we could send that over to our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, but I don't think Raider Nation takes days off, do they? I mean, it's the most I, can tell, I, can, I can tell by my Twitter. <laughs> I can tell by Twitter, and I know that's a small sample size. Raider Nation don't take the day off. Brother, I'll wake up in the morning, and at some point I'll look at Twitter, and I'll have three or four messages already. Well, Q, what do you think about this? It's 6 a.m., it's 6 a.m. I don't think anything about it right now. I'm trying to get the eye boogers out my eyes. But yet, here we are. So hey, man. I, I'm just saying. People need those takes immediately. <laughs> and now, give me a definitive answer. Give me something. At 6 a.m. Give me something. Well, again, welcome to the new league year. Excited about uh, the opportunity, as always. Coming up at 2.30, Adam Hill from the RJ and, of course, our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. He'll join the show. We'll talk all things Raiders. We'll talk about all the moves that have been made, some moves that I'm sure some fans are uh, okay with. 
other moves that fans aren't okay with, right? Darren Waller was introduced to the New York media today. Patricia Trainer, who we had on the show yesterday here on Unnecessary Roughness, uh, she's been kind of tweeting out about different things that Darren Waller has said, and there's been a lot of gratefulness. Uh, he's very grateful to the Raiders organization, grateful for the opportunity, grateful to be here in Las Vegas uh, to meet his wife. And obviously they just got married a couple weekends ago, so that's really good. Uh, so everything sounds good. With uh, Darren Waller, I saw the video of him meeting with Daniel Jones. And, uh, I mean, he's going to be cool, calm, chill. He's never going to get over the top. He's never going to get too high, never to get too low. That's just how Darren Waller rolls. So he was introduced to the New York media earlier today. So Adam Hill will talk all things uh, silver and black. And he's a big big Pat McAfee fan. Uh, He listens to that show and watches that show all the time. And, of course, the mom we saw earlier today that Aaron Rodgers was on the Pat McAfee show talking about going to the Jets, he wants to be at the Jets, also mentioned that there was other teams that, you know, were kind of in the mix, but weren't in the mix very long, and so he kind of alluded to the silver and black, and we'll get into that conversation a little bit later, but uh, yeah, what did you think from just what Pat McAfee, that show and everything, and we all knew Aaron Rodgers was going to come out on that show and say what he had to say, but what did you think about it? Aaron Rodgers is full of it. That That's my biggest takeaway, where this guy, get over yourself. We all knew this was coming. <laughs> right. You did a, a semi-LeBron decision to say, hey, you want to go play for the Jets. And then, like not like throwing the Packers under the bus, but it doesn't sound like it was. It's almost like I knew that they didn't want me. Right. Yeah, look at the way you act. <laughs> Why would they want you? Well, for me, it's entertaining. Like, good shout out to Pat McAfee. Did you see the text that he sent Adam Schefter? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or it's yeah. like, come on, bro. Now you're just being petty. Right, right. No doubt, no doubt. It's it's funny. Man. Good try. I, look, it's lose just, my number. It's the entertainment factor part of it. The whole thing, right? That's just kind of what they do. So, I mean, I'm not I'm not mad at it, but it looks like it's, if you're a New York Jet fan, you're excited about the opportunity to get Aaron Rodgers as long as they're able to seal the deal, and that's going to take some some big time trade compensation. We'll actually talk about that coming up on the opening drive. We already got a text on our Don't Be Broke. Text sign at 69187, keyword R&R. New league year. Raiders are undefeated and tied for first place as of today. Hashtag Raider Nation. That's Ty in Missouri. And that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about week one, two of the regular season, right? Everyone is, is tied. Nobody has won a game. Nobody's lost a game. Everyone's looking good. Everyone has hope. That's really what the draft does. I get excited. I mean, free agency is fun. Damon, I, I, I really like free agency because, you know, you can add players to the team and you like to see names. And, of course, the Raiders haven't done that, and that's fine. But, man, the draft is what really does it because we all, every one of us, no matter how disciplined we try to be, we all come out of the draft and it's like, man, they hit it out the park. They're going to be a good team. And sometimes it works out. Other times, not so much. Yeah, and and when you're a fan of the team, it doesn't matter what college they went to, how little you know about that person. It could be Eastern Missouri Tech, and you're like, hey, that's a diamond in the rough right there. That's that guy. I've had my eye on him. I know. So the draft gets me excited. So I'm fired up to be in Kansas City at the end of the uh, the month in April uh, for the draft. And the Raiders currently right now have 12 picks uh, that they'll be uh, be able to navigate through. Dave Ziegler is going to have a lot of fun, I think, during the NFL draft. But again, that's not till the end of April. So Adam Hill, he joins us at 2.30. Graham Coffey, dogcentral.com. He's joined us on the show before. He'll talk all things Georgia Pro Day and what they've got going on. And uh, Jalen Carter, he's a guy that when I was in Indianapolis for the Combine, a lot of conversation around him as he had an arrest warrant. Uh, he left the Combine, returned, thought everything was good. He had his Pro Day today, Demond, and we were talking about this earlier today as we had lunch. Man, he did not have a good showing. He wasn't able to finish. 
He came in overweight. Uh, just was not a good showing for a guy who potentially at one point was going to be the number one overall pick. Yeah, for him, I think this is more of a situation where I'm not blaming him. He's obviously a competitor, but the people around him, they should have just told him. They know what kind of shape he is. Right. They've seen him in the of the past couple of weeks or even days leading up to this pro day, and they should have just said, hey, big dog, you got a lot on your plate right now. <laughs> just sit this one out. Just like that, too. Yeah, huh? yeah. Yo, Kirby Smart should have hey, big dog. <laughs> yeah, I respect the grind. Right. But just, you know. But just go on. Sit Save yourself out. the trouble. Right. And look, he he I gave him a lot of credit for returning to the combine. I thought that was big because he could have just sat it out and said, I, you know what? I'll show up at my pro day. We'll talk then. You know, I'll, I'll do the drills. I'll go through all that and I'll show out. So he showed up for the combine and came back. Right. And, and talked to a few teams. And that was good. But to come in nine pounds overweight, to not be able to even finish the drills. I thought that was a bad sign. And I do really believe I don't know what that's going to do for his draft stock. We never know. Right. Until we see it. I do believe that with that, combined with what's going on off the field, combined with the fact that he had to leave the combine, I think his draft stock is, is taking a hit, man. I really do. I don't know if that means he drops out of the top 10, but I don't – I mean, he was at one point supposed to be number one or maybe the first defensive player off the, off the board. I don't think that's the case anymore. I still think it's the case for him because I think the human element, maybe if you want to go character concerns, if that's your reasoning, okay. But I think that the human element, teams will be able to look, hey, we know what the tape looks like. Right. We know what the film looks like. This is a guy who's got who's going through, people don't want to hear this, but he's going through a hard time. Right. But he's, what if he's going through a hard time once you draft Like, that's what I'm thinking. What if he's going through a hard time once you draft him? Then what? Well, we'll just wait for him because he's going through a hard time. Even though that's the human side of things, that that's how it should be thought about. Is that what they're going to do as NFL teams? Well, I'm saying you know this fan yeah. base. Can you imagine this fan base be like, hey, hey, look, if I came on the show and was like, hey, guys, guys, look, just give Jalen Carter some time. He's going through some things. What would this fan base say? <laughs> this would, fan base that we oh talk to gosh. every day. What would they say? I don't even want to. Do you know think, how many names? Oh my God. Do you know how many derogatory names I've been called just today? <laughs> <laughs> I really thought I was going to be like, yeah, well, the human element. This guy's got a lot. He's going through a lot. I don't even and know. And you just. I don't even know. But if you're I can, so right. I don't even know if I can say this on the radio, but I'm going to say it anyway. I was even called a nut hugger today. What? <laughs> like that? That came out of someone's mouth. Did, in reference to whom? To me. No, but whose nuts are you hugging? <laughs> I guess is the question. Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels. <laughs> So can you imagine if I had the audacity <laughs> to come on the radio station and say, Jalen Carter's going through some things, Raider Nation. Just be calm, relax, and just give him some time. Could you imagine what would come back our way? And I say our because we're a team here. <laughs> You're guilty by association. Yeah, I'm glad that nobody comes at me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm nobody. Thank you. But man, yo, you're so right about that because it would right. be maybe as soon as as soon as his name gets called, he puts on that hat. Yeah, it's time to get to work. Then it's then and nobody. Every, yes. and whatever you're going through doesn't matter. It's all about that shield and winning games. And if you're not helping that team win games, then all of a sudden you're a bust. You're terrible. Uh, the radio station's been cutting for you. They've been high, you know what I mean? Like you, can, everyone. And this is not just exclusive to this fan base. This mm-hmm. is this is NFL in general. Once you put on that hat, whatever team picks you, you have that small grace period in between the time you put that hat on and the time you hit training camp. Then all of a sudden it's like, all right, so what's he doing? Where's he at? I don't see him. That's, that's, I mean, that's the reality of it. So I don't see, I don't see everyone saying, well, and, and look, he might be able to clear everything up before the draft even happens. But, I mean, in, re- in reality, if, 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 it, if like, he gets out of the gates a little bit slow, it's going to be some questions. And not only from the fans. But also from teams. 
but do you think he's got that? I I think that the raw talent of oh, yeah. the potential of yep. what he could be. Oh yeah. Were even if he hasn't, yeah, look like Jordan Davis this year. Right. I know he had nothing going on, but this was a guy who the team the team that got to the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and you're just, hey man, you might be our fourth option. <laughs> right. Right. On, right. At the defensive line. And now that he's got to step his game up. Now yeah. that Hargrave went to San Francisco, now it's like, okay, big fella, mm-hmm. all eyes on you, which is good. Philadelphia set themselves up correctly. Right, they were able to go and get that guy and have him there waiting in the wings. So yeah, they want him to play. They want him to get some burn. He got a little banged up, but they had a guy that made it happen. And, and as a defensive line, as a unit, they had 70 sacks in the regular season. So now, okay, Hargrave is gone. He's in San Francisco for some big coin. Now, big fella, it's your turn to step up and fill that void. So now he's got a lot of pressure on him. So now that fan base, especially because they have, how many guys do they have missing already? So many guys, like Darius Slay just got released earlier, and no Raider Nation, before you even hit us up, he's not headed to Vegas. He's already put out on Twitter he's not a fan of the, uh, of the coaching staff. I've had plenty of people hit me up, what do you think about big play Slay? Don't think he likes the coaching staff. Not going to come here. I'm just going to throw it out there right now, right? I mean, that was, that was one thing he put out on Twitter, what, two days ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not headed this direction. But big play Slay is gone. Marcus Epps is gone. He's here. Bradbury returned, but they have other guy Hargrave, gone. He's in San Francisco. They're losing player after player after player on that defensive side of the ball. Who knows what that defense is going to look like next year? It's going to be interesting. But I think they're going to be able to reload. They're going to have to. The young guys are, yeah, yeah. yeah. They'll, they'll have to take the step. Yeah. But I do think, I have got confidence in those young guys. No, I, I do too. I, I have confidence that they'll be able to step up, but they have to. Because now all of a sudden the guys that were in front of them that were able to make plays and really contribute to that defense being as good as it was, they got all the way to the Super Bowl. They're gone, so they're going to have to step up. So Graham Coffey, dogcentral.com, he'll join us to talk all things Georgia Pro Day. And I'll tell you, with Darren Waller being in New York now, (laughs) Darnell Washington, man, I told you earlier today, I got all eyes on him. I would love to see him in the silver and black. I really would. That would be a guy like like Tariq Woolen that I was pounding the table for last year. Uh, You know, a, a draft crush that I had last year with Sauce Gardner, which I knew was not a reality for the Raiders, but that was one of my draft crushes. I would love to see Darnell Washington in the silver and black. I think he would be phenomenal. And being a Las Vegas guy, too, I mean, it just kind of it all, it all, it all works perfectly. It all plays out perfectly, and he is just what the Raiders need on offense, yeah. especially, as we know, with the Darren Waller right. trade. And he's a guy who could block. Remember what Lincoln Kennedy was talking about on yesterday's show about blocking. Got to get some blocking from the wide receiver position and also the tight end. A six offensive lineman. Once I heard that, that's the one quote that I needed mm-hmm. to hear. Was that uh, Daniel Jeremiah? Or whoever said it that knows more about the draft than us, but it's just, hey, man, he's almost like a six offensive lineman out there on the field. Right, that's exactly. perfect. Yep, exactly. It's uh, so that 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 would be that would be one that I'm uh, highly highly interested in. So we'll talk to Graham Coffee, all things Georgia, coming up at three o'clock. Then at four o'clock, Paloma Villacana, Fox Five Sports. She's in Louisiana. She's in Baton Rouge right now as the Lady Rebels are going to be taking on Michigan. In the, uh, in the tournament starting on Friday, that game is going to be tipped off at noon. You can actually hear it on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. So, of course, Paloma, we've been rocking with Paloma every single week on the journey. The Running Rebels, the Lady Rebels, all things Rebel football. I mean, every single week we have Paloma checking in. We don't just do it during tournament time. We don't just do it when they're in a good position. But we're going to make sure that we do that while she's on the road. So she's in Louisiana. We're checking in with Paloma at 4 o'clock. All things Lady Rebels as they take on Michigan. And I never got to ask you, you were at the, the watch party uh, as they got their seating. What was your feeling when they were seated where they were and realized they had to go to Louisiana, to Baton Rouge, to take on six-ranked Michigan? I think that the seating was too low. Last year they were a 12 seed, this year an 11 seed. But it's one of those things where being a mid-major, you're stuck in that situation of you can 
breeze through the conference. Yeah. Didn't lose in conference play. But then it's what about the out-of-conference? And those big schools from the Power Five, they know how good you are, so they don't want to play you because if they lose, that makes them look bad. And, you know, and if they win, hey, you just beat UNLV. So the out-of-conference schedule really hurt them. But the team was ecstatic. And then Lindy LaRock, I love the line that she used. Hey, they got to play us. Okay. And that's the perfect line. Of, right. Hey, because people say, oh, how do you feel, Michigan, mm-hmm. the Big Ten? Oh, right. Hey, they got to play us. Well, the thing I think is really good about it is that that people will see, women basketball fans will see, oh, wait, there's talent outside of the Big 12, outside of the SEC, outside of the Big 10. Oh, those cats in the Mountain View, they could play too, right? Or in the, yeah, mount, in the, in the mountain, mountain West, West yeah. yeah. Mountain View, shout out to the Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in the Mountain West, yeah, that's, that's the thing, that they could play there too. I think that that's big for UNLV. Uh, I mean, not necessarily recruiting, but just to let it be known, oh, we got some ballers out here too. I mean, you go through... Your conference play undefeated. I don't care what conference you're playing in. That's a big deal. Exactly. And then also, we're back-to-back. Last year, they played Arizona, another Power yeah, 5 school, yeah. and they took Arizona to the brink. So I think I In do their think, backyard. Yes. In Tucson. Exactly. So when, I think I do think that that's going to be that that little bit. Because I asked her, hey, you got that experience from last year. What's what's that game plan? She says, nothing changes. You know, you got to do a little game film, got to do a little st- tape study on Michigan. But they they just got to play their same game. So I feel pretty confident about right. the Lady Rebels. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Again, that game tips off at noon on Friday on our sister station ESPN Las Vegas. 4.30, Aaron Wilson, NFL insider. Uh, he joins us here and there from KPRC2, that's Channel 2 in Houston, uh, talking all things NFL. So we'll break down the NFL, uh, everything that's going on in free agency, everything that's happening now that the new league year is actually here. Uh, we're hearing about guys that are being released like Zeke Elliott. And, Damon, I said this on the way to lunch. I said, wait a minute. Wait a minute, DeMond, was it not this time last year on this very show that I said Zeke Elliott will do his last year in Dallas with the Cowboys? He's done after this year in Dallas. And I know a lot of people question me, but since I was in Texas for a long time <laughs> and I covered the Cowboys, I knew this soon as that contract said he can get out, they can get out of that deal, they were going to get out of that deal. I got some text messages this morning from folks in, in Texas. They're like, Q, can you believe that Zeke's out? I was like, yes, I've been saying that for two years. It's not a big, a big surprise. He's a running back. Running backs aren't valued. Jerry gave him a big deal. Now they're moving on from him. Q, I'll be honest. I wanted to save this for the show because I do remember we're you in saying the show. that. No, yeah, no. That's why I didn't say it when we were going to lunch. Oh, okay. When you brought it, when you brought it up. Yep. But I was thinking you were like, "Hey, didn't I tell you?" And I was like, "Yeah, you told me." And I'm not gonna lie. I was like, "Q, don't. Q, Q, just hating. Q, <laughs> Q was too close to the product. Yeah, they not gonna do that. That's what I was thinking. Like, because even last year we said, "Now nah, they not gonna get rid of him. Yep. He's gonna have a bounce back year. Nope. All the all that good stuff. Zeke's gonna eat. Nope. And he didn't do none of that. No, no. And then and they made it super official once they re-signed Tony Pollard. Right. They like, hit him with the franchise. Well, tag. yeah, they hit him with the franchise, but they they they're obviously not letting him go. Right. And then people were like, "Look at how much money they're gonna be spending on their running back room." No, they're not. Right. Because Zeke's out of there. Zeke. <laughs> is gone. So Zeke Elliott's going to be a uh, unrestricted free agent at some point. Uh, they're releasing him right now. I think he's a post first June, uh, first June, post June first. Excuse me. Uh, uh, you know, cut or release. So uh, he'll he'll latch on with another team at a, obviously at a at a bargain deal, and we'll see what happens with him. But uh, there's a lot of moving and shaking, man. When you got guys like Darius Slay and you got guys like Zeke Elliott both hitting the open market on the same day, uh, pretty crazy. So we'll see what happens. But that's the guest lineup that we have for you today. Adam Hill at two thirty. Graham Coffee DogCentral.com at three. Paloma Villacana joins us at four, and Aaron Wilson, NFL Insider, at four thirty. Without that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. 
The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. So I started off talking about Aaron Rodgers on Pat McAfee, and he kind of alluded to the fact that uh, the Raiders were one of the teams that he was interested in or maybe even to reach out uh, and, and engage the interests of uh, Green Bay to make a trade and bring him in. And we've had plenty of conversations here on the show should the Raiders have made a move for Aaron Rodgers, and a lot of people felt one type of way or another type of way. Apparently, the reports are out there, and you can believe them if you want to or not, but it sounds like two first-round picks is what Green Bay wanted for Aaron Rodgers. And look, he's not a Jet yet, right? They've got to complete this. He's gone on Pat McAfee. He said he wants to play for the Jets. Now it's up to Green Bay and New York to actually work out the deal. I don't know if the Jets are going to give him two first-round picks. I really don't know. I know that they've done a full-court press for Aaron Rodgers, but if you think about it, I mean, just think, put it in the, in the Raiders' perspective. If they get give up two first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers, that would be number seven overall this year and then wherever they're at next year. I was willing to, to give that up for Lamar Jackson because he's younger. But Aaron Rodgers at 39? It's kind of a question, even though I know he has great chemistry with Devontae Adams. So one of my main arguments to Aaron Rodgers with the Raiders was, okay, if the Raiders could get him at a reasonable deal, would you want to do it? And I was down then. Okay, if you can get him at a reasonable price or trade compensation, yeah, cool, let's do it. You know, let, let, let the Raiders go ahead and make that move. But now you're looking at it, two first-round picks is what is being reported that Green Bay wants for Aaron Rodgers. So would you prefer the Raiders made that deal or the deal that they did, which is obviously go out and get Jimmy G, you give up no draft capital, you keep a bunch of money in your pocket and go out there and address the team and try to build the team up, and knowing that you're not dealing with a 39-year-old that every single year has got to make a decision, go into a dark room, do what he's got to do to figure out what he wants to do. <laughs> right? So that's a question I want there to throw out there to you. Again, the don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword r and our Raider Nation listener line is 702-365-9200. So we'll get out to that in a hot minute. But before we do that, my man JT the Brick, he's over at the Strat right now getting ready to celebrate some March Madness, and he's actually joining us on the phone line. JT, what you got going on at the Strat? Well, I'm not answering that question you just put out. I've been fighting off the Raiders in the last couple of days. I ain't going near that one. I just wanted to remind everybody over at the Strat, one of our great partners here at Raider Nation Radio. I'll be here to three. They got a great viewing party brewing. And Q, I just wanted to remind everybody, you got a lot of things happening in Vegas with March Madness. Our partnership with the Strat, we have this festival party that's happening here. A lot of people lining up to get in. They got you covered here. So if you're looking for a March Madness viewing party, because it actually starts tonight, it goes big Thursday and Friday, and the Strat can accommodate everybody. That's it. I'm signing out. <laughs> Have a great show, and me and you will recap. Me and you are doing another roundtable on yeah, Friday. Absolutely, my man. Well, enjoy March Madness. Enjoy the Strat. Thanks for checking in, and we will catch up on Friday. Appreciate it, my friend. Thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. JT the Brick at the Strat. Make sure you go check him out. And, yeah, I mean, that's the reality of it. Look, the Raiders have done. He, he hit it on the head. The Raiders have done what they're going to do already, right? They, they went out and made the move for Jimmy G, and it is what it is moving forward with the team. And that's fine. You know, embrace him. Uh, he's a Raider. He's going to be rocking the Raider colors, the helmet. I mean, it's all about uh, the, the shield. It's all about the name on the front of the jersey. I mean, right? I mean, that's what it's always been. But just throwing it out there because you know now what was the trade compensation Two first-round picks is what Green Bay wants for Aaron Rodgers. So what would you have preferred? And I just, I, I'm just, again, curious. 
For S's and giggles, just curious of what you would have preferred, how you would have preferred the Raiders to attack this this offseason. Would you have no problem with giving up those two first-round picks, or are you okay with Jimmy G and them building the team up, not giving up that draft capital, that very valuable draft capital? Now they're sitting there at 12 picks just this year alone and didn't have to touch next year. Are you comfortable with that, or what What would you rather have? So, again, we'd love to hear from you. 69187, keyword R&R. It's don'tbebroke.com text line and 702-365-9200. What you got, Damon? What, what uh, what, what's on your mind as far as that question is concerned? Uh, how do you think the Raiders should attack there? Are you good with the, with the way they did? For what, where the team's at, I think I'm good with where the, what, what they did because what they want for Aaron Rodgers, this whole time I've been trying to look up and see what the Eagles got back in exchange from the coach from Carson Wentz because maybe that'd be a comparable trade, but no way you can give up two first-round picks for a 40-year-old. Right. It just doesn't make sense. See, and that's, to me, that's, that's too much as well, right? And again, I had mentioned that two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson, cool. He's 26, and I understand he's got some injury history. He does. So anyone that's going to hit me with the yeah, but Q, he hasn't been available the last two seasons, you're absolutely right. But I would be willing to take a chance when it comes to Lamar Jackson as opposed to you know someone else that just has an injury history and they're just a young cat and they're not a superstar. Lamar is literally a superstar. So two first rounds for him, it's a lot of money that you'd have to invest in him as well, right? I actually had yeah, a, I just, I just I felt better at that than I did I would with uh, Aaron Rodgers. I just think that the team never really wanted Lamar Jackson. I don't think so either. Yeah, no. the team just never really no. wanted him. So for me, that was one of those pie in the sky that's not going to happen. But I did find the details of that trade, and I would have been comfortable with this. If the, I know that the, it never comes out, but somehow Schefter gets the information. And if it would have just said, hey, the Raiders offered them a third and a conditional first rounder, and the condition for me would be if he plays two seasons. Right. You know, I don't know. You know, it mm-hmm. could be in that 2020, what would that be? Four draft? Yeah. Yeah, if, not, if he only plays the one season, it goes down to a second. Okay. So a second and a third, but if he plays two seasons, a first. That would have been more reasonable. I, I a first and a third. I, I'm with you. If I they, think, like if the reports would have came out, that's yeah. what the Raiders offered, and yeah. the Green Bay Packers said no, thank you. Right. I'd been like, hey, well at least they tried. At least they tried. Exactly right. And look, they apparently picked up the phone, and there was a call, and Green Bay wanted more than they were willing to give up. And again, that's something that we've been talking about quite a bit: is that Dave Ziegler is going to be very disciplined. He's not going to go uh, above his means and say, okay, well we're going to do this anyway, just because we're desperate for this guy. They're not going to be desperate. Whether it's right or wrong, right? And, and we will we'll find out if it's right or wrong lunar, uh, sooner rather than later. We're, we don't know until we know. It's March 15th. We're not going to know the results of all the moves that they're making until later on in the, in the year when there's actually games being played on the field. So, you know, but, but I can appreciate that they are, they are steadfast on, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to attack this, and we're not going to go above and beyond. So they might have had a look at Aaron Rodgers and said, okay, this is what we're willing to offer, but we're not going to do – look, they gave a first and a second for Devontae, and that was it. I'd give up more. I'll tell you that right now. I'd give up more for Devontae Adams than I would have gave up for Aaron Rodgers. There's no doubt in my mind. Devontae Adams, I know what you're going to get for multiple years. Aaron Rodgers, it's a year-to-year thing, and he's an older cat. And he was coming, and he's coming off of a down year. Exactly. We don't know how much he's got left in the tank. 702-365-9200. Let's get a couple calls in or something before we get to Adam Hill. What we got up uh, first, Damon? We got Robert in San Jose. Robert, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'd much rather have uh, Jimmy G, even though I, he was not my first choice at quarterback for the price that we got him, than Aaron Rodgers. So that, to me, that's a no-brainer. Uh, free agency-wise, uh, looking forward, Isaiah Wynn is still out there. Yep. Uh, he's familiar with the uh, system, and he plays right tackle. 
what kind of price do you think he's looking at? That's a great question. It really is. And, you know, it's funny. I thought with Isaiah Wynn that he was going to be a guy that the Raiders were going to look at last year, especially when the Patriots were, were in town and they were practicing at the Intermountain Healthcare Performance Center. I honestly thought that they were just going to leave Isaiah Wynn there, right? I thought that they were going to work out a, a, a trade while he was in town and just move on from there, but it never happened. Uh, he was banged up. A little bit last year. I know he was banged up when uh, you know when they headed to when they came to Henderson. So I, I'm not too sure. I don't know what his uh, what his market looks like. But you're absolutely right. He is a guy that's very familiar with the scheme and, and very familiar with what you know Dave Ziegler and company and Josh McDaniels and company want to do and want out of their players. So maybe that's a guy that they're interested in. But then again, maybe the injury history makes them not so interested in him. But thank you so much for that call, Robert. That's good stuff. Coming up next. Adam Hill, he's from the RJ and also ESPN Las Vegas. He'll join the show, break down everything that's going on with the Raiders as far as free agency and the trade for Darren Waller and what his thoughts are. That's next on Raider Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Expecting to have Adam Hill from the Las Vegas Review Journal, also our sister station ESPN Las Vegas in a matter of minutes. Demond is efforting him right now. Did want to know the through the question out there to you. It sounds like two first round picks is what Green Bay wanted for Aaron Rodgers. Who would you prefer? You like the the deal that the Raiders made for Jimmy G, not having to give up any kind of draft capital, just give up money and actually a reasonable contract, or which do you wish that they went out there and made the move and gave up the draft capital for one Aaron Rodgers at 39 years old? We'd love to hear from you at 69187, keyword r That's our don'tbebroke.com text line. And when we don't have a guest, 702-365-9200. I know we got some uh, guys waiting on, on hold right now. We'll get to them in a matter of minutes again. Adam Hill from the RJ will be joining us. But real quick, Gizmo said, Q, on the quarterback value comparison, I'd take a dollar stake every day of the week and twice on Sunday as long as we could build the rest of the team uh, with a $5 cheese mac and cheese. Truffle cream, spinach, cheddar bay, biscuit rolls, a 10-year champagne bottle, and a three-course desert ta- dessert tasting. If you catch my drift, it don't make dollars if it don't make sense. And with this Jimmy G deal, the front office looks like Einstein working with physics formulas on a chalkboard. Pure genius. That was so much for me, I couldn't even take it all in. DeMond appreciated it. DeMond got hungry listening to that. <laughs> so he's saying we need some good sides. Right, right, right. He's saying that he likes the bargain for Jimmy G as opposed to the uh, the extra expensive deal that would be Aaron Rodgers. Joining us now on the phone lines from the RJ and our sister station ESPN Las Vegas is our good friend Adam Hill. And Adam, thanks so much for your time. And I know you're a Pat McAfee guy. I know you check out the show all the time. You saw Aaron Rodgers on the show. Uh, what what do you think that the Raiders should have uh, should have done? Give up two first round picks for him, or roll with the deal that they roll with with Jimmy G? Well, first of all, I think Demond checked out after Cheddar Bay Biscuits. I'm pretty sure he was done. Right, he was he was ready. Um, yeah, look, I, I don't even know exactly how to put all together what Aaron Rodgers said in terms of the Raiders' interest and, and what he was talking about uh, on McAfee today. And, and you have to also remember. It's not just simply a matter of doing a deal because a deal is still in the works with the Jets. That's not even done yet. It's what he wanted to do. And he said, look, I went into the darkness when he went into that dark room, 90% committed to retiring. Mm-hmm. Like he, was, he had one foot out the door. And so if you are the Raiders and, and you are a team that's interested, you not only have to do a deal, you not only have to give up 
whatever assets are going to be uh, you know, involved in making the trade. And I don't think it's going to be this massive blockbuster because uh, there's a lot of moving pieces with this deal. Uh, but you also have to wait. You have to, you know, quote-unquote, hold your team hostage until that deal is done and that decision is made. So none of the other moves can really be made. No, no work can be done. You also would have had to clear a ton of cap space. It wouldn't have cost you that much to get the cap next year, but you had to have the cap space when the deal was made so you can do any other moves in the meantime. Like, you'd be basically held up until that deal was done. So... Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense from the Raiders' perspective to not have done it, uh, to maybe kick the tires a little bit, see where he's at. But if he was that non-committal at that point, uh, I don't know if waiting till now is the right move. And I also don't know that you know the Raiders' roster is close enough to just you know slap Aaron Rodgers in there and say we're ready to go and win a title. And that's what you need to do because Aaron Rodgers is only committing to one year. Right. Like this is your one year, so you're going to give up all of that for a team that might not be ready to compete and do it for only one year and then restart, Like I don't think that's the right move for this franchise. It makes a lot of sense. That's why we throw the question out there to you. Again, Adam Hill from the RJ and, of course, our sister station ESPN Las Vegas here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So they do have Jimmy G. He's in the mix. He'll be signing his contract. He'll be introduced to the media sooner rather than later. What are your thoughts on Jimmy G? He's familiar with Josh McDaniels. What does he bring to the table that makes sense for the Raiders? Well, Look, first of all, and I, I don't like saying this, but I will. And sorry, it just started pouring raining here as I'm uh, trying to drive with you guys. But uh, <laughs> it's, it, it makes sense to me because he's a very, very good clubhouse guy. He's a very good locker room guy. That's all we've ever heard about him, that he's really, really good in there. And I think you need that. I think this is a team that is building. I think it's a team that obviously is still going to draft a young quarterback. And if you look, and I've heard a lot of people, and I'll just go back and say this, I've heard a lot of people say, hey, look, Jimmy Garoppolo is not any better than Derek Carr. And I think that's fine, and I, I think it's it's fair. I think there's some places where he's better and some places where he's worse, and I don't think you got significantly better going from Carr to Garoppolo necessarily. But A, he's cheaper, and B, if if you really think about it, if you even if you're the, the biggest Derek Carr fan there is, who is more likely to mentor and tutor and take a young quarterback under his wing and work with the guy that's his eventual replacement, Jimmy Garoppolo or Derek Carr? I think that's a very easy debate. Even if you're the biggest car fan there is, uh, that's not really what Derek Carr's about, and it is kind of what Jimmy Garoppolo has shown. Look, he wants to be the starter and all that. Jimmy Garoppolo has shown this before. Trey Lance has talked about. I know Trey Lance isn't you know the guy you want to want to look at to emulate, but Trey Lance has said just how unbelievable of a teammate Jimmy Garoppolo is. Maybe the best teammate he's ever had. You've heard that said about other guys. So if you're going to mentor a younger quarterback, which is, seems to be the plan for the Raiders right now. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy that you want to have in there doing it. No, it makes a lot of sense, and he is a bridge quarterback at, at best, as far as I'm concerned, at this point of his career, and that's okay. Yeah, you can make a really good living doing that. So let me ask you this, because my big concern with Jimmy G and my only concern with Jimmy G is health and keeping him, keeping him upright and keeping him healthy. How can the Raiders do their best job to make sure that he doesn't get banged up and injured, especially now that Jared Stidham is in Denver? Yeah, I mean, look, you have to have – uh, you have to have the offensive line bolstered a little bit. And I, I actually, I think the criticisms of the offensive line last year were a little bit of preconceived notion because I think the way they actually played was okay. Like, they weren't great. They didn't blow anybody away. But they were a serviceable offensive line last year. Uh, so it's going to be important to at least be that good or a little bit better in front of Garoppolo. Um, and you just, look, the injuries are going to happen, and they've shown time and time again to happen to Garoppolo. We get that. Uh, but, it, again, if you're – if you're there to mentor a young quarterback, if you're there to be a bridge quarterback, like 
hey, if you get hurt, then it's time to throw the other guy on the, on the fire, right? I mean, that's right. where it's going to be. And there's still opportunities out there to go find a you know a veteran guy. Like, what does the market end up being on uh, you know some other guys? Think about you know uh, what what level are you going to go to? Like a uh, a Tyrod Taylor type, that kind of player, right? That you could bring in and be all right. We're going to pay you like a league minimum. You just want to hang on and play and mentor another another young guy too. Um, those things are possible. And so you can still bring in another guy to, to be that if you don't think the young guy's ready. But uh, at some point, like, he's there to hold the place. And that, that's my opinion. Like, I, I don't know that that's his mindset, but my opinion is they're to hold the place for somebody. So uh, if they do have to move on to somebody, they do it. And then, look, I, I don't want to be the, you know, the, as I said, it's, it's pouring rain here right now in Vegas, but I don't want to be the, the dark cloud over this. But does anybody think this team is winning a title this year? No. Like, right. Is that the goal? I don't think that's the look. It's, it's every team's goal, but I don't think that's the plan. So I, I don't think it's the end of the world if you have to, um, you know, throw a younger guy into, into the mix for a while. Adam Hills, our guest here from the RJ on Raider Nation Radio 920 and Necessary Roughness. DeMond's got one for you. Before I ask you a Raider question, I really want to take it back to something that Aaron Rodgers said on the Pat McAfee Uh-oh. show. Do you really believe he was ninety percent towards retirement before he went to the darkness? I think I call Cap. <laughs> uh, I mean. Who knows about percentages? I, do I think he was leaning toward retirement? Maybe. I, I heard some of the stuff he said um, before he went in. Um, you know, I watch, as you guys said, I watch the show all the time. I watch when he's on. I watch when he's not on. Um, I just like, I just enjoy the show. But um, some of the stuff that he said, and, and look, those guys on that show know a little bit more than they say. And um, they were kind of letting on a little bit that, you know, that was kind of the direction he was going. So um, I, I certainly think it was possible. 90% is probably a stretch. But I think he was probably at least, you know, 55, 45 on retirement before he went in. Yeah, okay. Back to the Raiders. I'm, I'm just over Aaron Rodgers. That's my point. I'm, you know, I'm on the, I'm on the anti-Aaron Rodgers campaign. You know, I'm the number one you're, person in the fan club there. You're not alone. But guess what? <laughs> uh, you, keep, like, you keep tuning in, right? Look, how many, look at the numbers the live stream was doing uh, because he was being, you know, even in the beginning of the interview, he was being kind of uh, back and forth a little bit. So people kept tuning in. Like, he knows what he's doing to get attention, and yep. he loves attention, and he's, that's what he's doing. Hey, look at Adam Hill sounding like Dana White. We're making him successful. Oh, the media is making him successful. All right. With the Raiders, what have you thought about the moves that they have made during free agency? You've said that, hey, you don't think that this is leading to a title. But what have you thought about these free agents, these free agent signings that we've seen so far? Yeah, I think you're seeing a lot of, you know, short-term type, you know, commitments and guys that you're kind of bringing in to say, all right, let's see what these guys are and let's see um, what they can do for – when you do want to compete, like, look, everybody, I, I keep, I'm, I'm sorry to keep saying it, but everybody wants to compete, right? I mean, everybody wants to win, and there's a chance you can catch fire and win, but they're bringing in talented players that they don't have long-term commitments to. They're not tied up for, you know, four or five years for, um, and if they, you know, if they're part of, you know, after a year or two, if they're part of what looks like it's going to be uh, the, the build and the foundation and the guys that are actually going to help them compete for a title, uh, then they can keep them around, and if they're not, then they can move on from them. So I think they're doing a pretty good job being flexible with some of these deals, some of the guys that they're bringing in, um, and they're you know they're bringing in a roster that's going to be competitive. And like that's not, again, necessarily what I would do. I said last year I would try to tear the whole thing down. They, they don't look like they want to tear it down. They want to have you know a competitive team as they build toward being uh, competitive for a title. Uh, that's what they're trying to do right now, and I think you know that's what we're kind of seeing out of them. Um, and then obviously, you know the the big splash of, of getting rid of Darren Waller, which I think is a very very complicated issue. Uh, that was a decision that maybe would have had to be made at some point. I know it doesn't look great right now, and people are very uncomfortable with it. Um, but I don't know if he was going to be around when 
you know, you know, two, three, four years as we're talking about when this team's going to be, you know, trying to be really good. Was he going to be a part of that? I don't know. Um, could they have gotten more for him? Maybe, but um, I think this was just a more of a, hey, he's not going to be part of this long term, so let's cut bait now. And how guilty do you and the Las Vegas Review Journal feel for making <laughs> this process happen a little bit faster by leaking the news of the wedding? Vinny? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, on a serious note, Adam, but how surprised were you? Because at first I was surprised by it, but then I kind of went back and I realized, well, he's missed a lot of games. Uh, you know, training camp was kind of weird. You were there. I was there. You know, the season was kind of weird. Didn't really seem like he was picking up what the, you know, the new offense was. And, you know, not saying that anything was bad or malicious on his end. It just didn't seem like things were fitting. So after I sat there and thought about it for a while, it, it, it didn't shock me as much as it did initially when I saw it. So what was your shock level when you saw that he was uh, traded to the Giants? Uh, let's, I'll, I'll, ask, I'll ask you this. I'll put it back to you. Um, I know you weren't in the locker room every day, but you were in there a lot. I was in there pretty much every day. Uh, how many times did Darren seem happy to you? That's a good point. It wasn't. It wasn't all the time. It wasn't. It wasn't that often, including after the first game of the season against the Chargers in L.A., where he seemed pretty upset. We all had our back to him. We were talking to Devonte, and like the locker slammed. I remember my buddy P.E. in North Carolina actually pointed that out. Was like, I thought that that was a bad sign from Waller, and so uh, maybe he wasn't happy uh, with the team. Yeah, I don't think he was, I don't think he was happy with a lot of things. But I, I'll also say this, and this is not a shot at Darren. Like, please don't take it that way. Right, right. It's actually it's actually a compliment to Darren that Darren Waller has. You know, Darren Waller cares about football. He cares about winning for sure, but he cares about himself and his life. Like he wants, he cares about his mental well-being. He cares about being in the right place, and he should. Like he, that's very, very important. His life is more important than football with anybody, but for, certainly with him, mental health is a very, very big thing. And I think mm-hmm. that you know there were times where he may have been prioritizing his mental health and other players in the locker room. And look. Go back to what Derek Carr said. Like that was clearly directed at Darren Waller in part. Yep. When he talked about what what the commitment level was and everything else, and I think Darren Waller was committed to Darren Waller living a you know a balanced and structured and healthy life. Mm-hmm. And other people are like, bro, we're about winning a hundred percent of the time, twenty four hours a day. And sometimes people don't take that the right way. I, I, I support Darren Waller and how. He tries to go about his day-to-day routines. Agreed. Not everybody gets it, and I, I don't think it's necessarily balanced all the time. So um, I, I think that there was a lot there. And look, in any, and as far as the wedding goes, you know, we're joking about it, but in any workplace, like at, think about at the, in the building at Lotus, if somebody, you know, say I don't want to, I don't say names, but say, you know, a major personality that everybody loves in the building is having a wedding and it's planned for two years, and then somebody else is like, "Nah, I'm having my wedding that same day." Like that's going to cause issues around the office. It is. Like that's a thing. Right. But I don't think it's. I don't think it's the reason. I'm not saying it's the reason. I'm just saying it's a symptom of everything else that was going on around that. No, that that makes a lot of sense. And I'll tell you, when it goes to all the mental health that you're referring to and everything, I agree 100. percent Darren Waller, and he let it be known even when he was injured. I have to have this certain structure for me to be right. And so he's got to do that first and foremost for him. And honestly, Adam, that's most important. Forget touchdowns. Forget helping the Raiders win games. His mental health and his mental space has to be right for him to live the life that he's been living for the past few years, which is obviously a lot better than it was when he was consistently getting suspended yeah. when he was a member of the Ravens. 100%. And I, I, I look, I hope people heard the part where we said this is not a shot at Darren Waller. Right. This is, this is, this is saying what's this is what is real. This is reality. 
Darren Waller should be concerned about himself and his mental well-being over everything else. And that, like again, not everybody takes that the right way, but I fully support that. I'm with that. And Adam, something that I want to ask you about with the tournament coming up just tomorrow, you watch more sports than just about anybody. If you guys Easy. don't know, if you no, you can go to a game. <laughs> you can see Adam at a game credentialed, and he's got he's yes, watching he a does. game in one phone. I know. He's got his laptop up watching a game. So who do you have winning it all in March Madness? First of all, I'm going to correct you, Damon, because last night the tournament started. It's true. Well, playing, playing, games. playing games, playing games. You got me. You got me. Sure. And we got two more games tonight. Including so, yeah, Nevada. We're well, we're well in. Um, look, I, I, I'm, I'm going back and forth. I'll probably change about 20 times before tomorrow. But I really think, like, a team that has been a number one seed every year for the last five years, and now they are not, Gonzaga looks really good right now. And they're not constructed the way they have been in the past. But I feel like this team is hitting its stride. And what they did to St. Mary's, who, by the way, St. Mary's is a really, really good team. Mm-hmm. And people are, people are taking them down a notch and saying, Hey, they're going to lose. Look how bad they were in the championship game. Nah, man. Gonzaga is that good. And they are at a different level right now, and I think that they're very excited. I actually asked Drew Timmy, uh, you know, their star center after the game. I said, hey, this is the first time in your career you're not going to be a one seed in the tournament. And his, the, the look on his face, his face lit up. He's like, oh, I know. And he's like, we're coming. We're <laughs> nice. coming. I was like, all right, that's good. So I, I think that you know they're going to be inspired by that a little bit. Um, it hasn't happened for them. They haven't cut down the nets, but – I think that they're kind of a quiet sleeper team. And, you know, they get matched up with UCLA probably here in Vegas, and UCLA is really, really decimated by injury right now. So might have a nice little pass for themselves. I'll tell you this, Adam. I got so caught up, and I feel like I'm a prisoner of the moment of that Pac-12 championship game Saturday night, Arizona-UCLA. As I put my bracket together, everything made sense. I thought I was a genius, right? I'm like, okay, this makes sense, this makes sense. When it was all said and done, I had UCLA and Arizona squaring up again. I was like, wait a minute, oh, that can't happen. <laughs> what am I doing? So we all know I got a lot of red in my future as far as my bracket goes, but that's who I got, UCLA and Arizona in the, uh, the championship game, and I got UCLA winning the whole thing. So, yeah, uh, don't, don't uh, follow uh, me. Hey, man, UCLA is injured. Like, that, that's a problem. UCLA is a really good team, but they are really decimate of injuries. The Jalen Clark injury hurts them a lot. Yeah, it does. And also, I'll say this. Look, Mick Cronin. You can feel how you want to feel about him here in Las Vegas, and I know that all that stuff went down before you were here, Q. Yeah. Uh, Mick Cronin, not a very uh, loved man here in Vegas. He knows what but he look did. At his, look at his tournament resume. It is not good. Right. His tournament resume is not – he's a great coach, but he's not too well in the tournament. All right, well, <laughs> I know I know how it's going to go down for me when it comes to the bracket, but it's all good. Uh, Adam, fantastic stuff as always, man. What do you got coming out on the RJ that we need to be on the lookout for? Uh, we got a whole breakdown, every region, every team, special nice. section. I worked about 24 straight hours on that Sunday night, so uh, that's coming out. And then obviously all the uh, coverage of free agency. And then uh, don't forget the West Regional here in Vegas for the first time. Yep. So we're going to have a lot of stuff on that coming up. Yeah, sure will. I'm excited about that as well, my man. Well, great stuff as always. Be safe out there on those wet roads, man. We appreciate your time. We'll talk soon. For sure. Sounds good, man. All right, there he goes. That's my guy, Adam Hill. Great job, as always, from the RJ. Check out all his work. You can check him out on Twitter, at Adam Hill, LVRJ. Again, Adam Hill, LVRJ on Twitter. Uh, also a contributor on ESPN Las Vegas with uh, Cofield and Company. Does a fantastic job. And the RJ is where you can find his work. 702-365-9200. Let's get caller number nine real quick. Let's go ahead and give a pair of tickets out to Kevin Hart. We're giving out a pair of tickets to something every single hour of this show. So let's start things off with 
the DeMond's twin. That's Kevin Hart. You want to see him this weekend at Resorts World. We got a pair of tickets right now. 702-365-9200. Call number nine is what we're looking for. It's Radio Nation Radio 920. It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Got to give a big shout out to our guy Frank. He's going to go check out Kevin Hart this upcoming weekend at Resorts World. He'll be there on Friday and Saturday. So if you want tickets, you can go to AXS.com right now. Get hooked up. Me and the wife went and saw Kevin Hart uh, not too long ago. I want to say it was about six months ago here in town. And man, I mean, he was he was fantastic. I don't know how we lucked into some really good tickets, but we were literally in the middle of the auditorium or the stage, or whatever you want to call it, the arena, the theater, whatever it is. We were right there in the middle, and we were probably about 10 to 15 rows back. It was perfect. It was, you know, it was not one of those where you had to stare at the screen to see him. Perfect seat. So, Frank, uh, have a great time. It'll be a fun show. Kevin Hart, we've been giving out tickets all week long. We'll continue to give them out throughout the course of the week. We also have Vegas Vipers tickets on the way, and we have VGK tickets on the way. So uh, if you want to get hooked up with those, we got those. Every single hour, we're giving out a pair of tickets to something here on Unnecessary Roughness, Radio Nation Radio 920. Many thanks to Adam Hill, who joined us in the last segment, talking all things silver and black. Also touched on a little bit of March Madness with us. And the question that we threw out there today has to do with what we heard and what we saw from the Pat McAfee show when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. Sounds like two first-round picks is what Green Bay wants. For Rodgers, the deal with the Jets isn't even done yet. So I ask you, Raider Nation, you know, there's been a lot of questions about the moves that the Raiders have made. A lot of uh, people upset about the moves that they've made. Would you prefer the Raiders make that deal where they give up two first round picks to Green Bay and get Aaron Rodgers in return or roll with Jimmy G at a very reasonable deal? not give up any draft capital, and have an opportunity to build the team? Want to hear from you at 69187, keyword R&R. Mailman Raiders said, man, Q, can I answer? I didn't want either, <laughs> and I still don't want either. LOL. But Jimmy G wears a shield now, and I have to defend him, even though I don't believe that words are coming out of my mouth. I'd roll with the carousel before car, and damn sure gonna ride with whoever's after car. Let's just hope it won't be another carousel. Raider Nation for life. And I think Mailman Raider hit it on the head. I can't tell you how many different quarterbacks I rooted for. Right? I can't tell you how many quarterbacks I kept thinking. All right, well maybe this is gonna be the guy. Okay, well, maybe this is going to be the guy. There's a couple in between that you're like, okay, he's not going to be the guy. But for the most part, you're thinking, oh, man, maybe Dante Culpepper is going to be healthy. Maybe he really will be the guy. Maybe Terrell Pryor is going to be the next coming. You know, maybe he's going to be fantastic. You know, maybe Matt McGloin is better than just in the preseason. Not really, right? I mean, there's so many different guys. Maybe Connor Cook is the one that the Raiders stole from everyone else. Nope, not so much, right? There's so many different guys in between Gannon and Carr that, I feel like Raider Nation all rooted for, including myself, Aaron Brooks. Aaron freaking Brooks, right? Got excited about him. It didn't work out. It happens. So Jimmy G is a Raider now. I think everyone realizes uh, how I felt about him, talked about him quite a bit, that I wasn't a fan. The morning tailgate pumped him up continuously. Heidi Fang and, and, and Vinny were on board with Jimmy G the whole way. I didn't see it, but the Raiders did. So that's how they rolled. So, okay. So now it's up to you to support the guy that's wearing your jersey and wearing your helmet and playing in your stadium and helping your team win games. And at the end of the day, I said it on my podcast today, I don't care where these players come from. I don't care if they're former Patriots. I don't care if they're former Niners. I don't care if they play in the southern tip of Africa. If they could play and they help the Raiders win games, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. That's all I want to know. Do we have time to get to Eric real quick or do we have to – Eric, real quick. Eric, real quick. You got to hit us with what you got. Welcome to the show. I'm going to hold a little longer because I got a lot to say. Okay, well, hold on then. 
Okay, well, hold on. <laughs> he said he's got a lot, so I'm sorry, Eric. If you got a lot, I ain't got a lot of time. So you have to hold on, brother. I'm sorry. You came in hot there. 2.56 at the time. When we come back, we'll kick off hour number two of the show. Graham Coffee, dogcentral.com. We'll join the show talk all things Georgia Pro Day. It's Radio 920.